The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello, today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking about how to use deadlines well and ethically in your marketing. Just before we get into that, we've put together something that we think you're going to love. People have been loving it so far. The feedback's been great, and it's totally free because we know that you want to make more sales from your emails. That's why you're here. That's why you're listening to us every week. But you can't make sales if you don't get people to click on the links in your emails to go and look at the thing that you want them to buy. They have to actually click the link to look at the thing. And that's why we decided to put together 12 creative ways to get more clicks from every email you send in a new download that we're calling Click Tricks. Because if in every Every email, you just say, click here, click here, click here to check it out, click here to go here, click here to look at it, click here to click the link, click here to click. It just gets really boring really quickly, not just for you, but for the subscribers, of course, as well. It's yours totally free as a listener to this podcast, so you can start mixing up your clicks uh, when you go to emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash tricks. He thinks that mint sauce goes perfectly with any food. It's comedy hypnotist Robert Temple. Because it does. And he leaves the last sip of every single drink that he has. It's psychological mind reader, Kennedy. I always wondered why you had little cups all over your house. I mean, they must have been building up for years, little sips of last drinks. You have to go out and buy a new set of cups. So is this every drink? Every drink. Yeah, literally, I don't... Um, the reason I don't drink the bottom of a drink is because I hate the sound and feeling of slurping. So like, oh. I feel like if I leave a little bit in, there's no danger of that happening to me. I've heard people say, because, you know, like that's probably like 90% spit or something else. Like, that's some people's reason for leaving the last sip. For you, it's like a weird tactile thing. Mm. And I won't have any argument said about it. Mint sauce does go... I know it's designed, in theory, to go with lamb, right? Mm-hmm. So mint sauce with lamb. But I mm-hmm. think it tastes good on chicken, particularly good on potatoes and... If you go like your mother's or somebody or your sister's or somebody for Christmas for a Sunday dinner, Sunday roast, and they mm. serve you vegetables you don't like, just mm. paint it with mint sauce, and then it mm. tastes absolutely fine. Everything tastes the same if you cover what, it with mint sauce. What about sauce. chips? Mint sauce on chips? I've never had it, but now, I mean, can yeah. you take the rest of this episode? <laughs> Yeah, there's a funny thing with mint sauce. I was about 10 or 12 years old and we went up to my auntie's, um, Auntie Judith, who lives on a farm and they um, they run the farm as well. They just randomly live there in a, in a hut or anything. Um, and we went there and uh, we sat around the, around the, d- the dinner table and it was Sunday roast and uh, and it was chicken. And I said, oh, have you got any mint sauce? And my Auntie Judith was like, outrage. What? It's it's not, it's not, la- what's wrong with this? Then I was like, well, I don't understand. I mean, you know, what's the problem? It's got gravy. I want mint sauce with it. And it was yeah. it was just a whole thing. Anyway, hello. We are a stage hypnotist and a psychological mind reader turned email marketing geeks who give course creators, coaches, and membership site owners everything you need to use psychology-driven email marketing and be the email marketing hero of your business. And that all means more sales more predictably in less time. With a brand new episode every all together now, Email Marketing Wednesday! It's just Wednesday. It's just Wednesday. <laughs> 
Ah, uh, if you haven't already, make sure you hit the subscribe button. If you're brand new to the show, hello, welcome. We do get into some content eventually. Don't you worry about <laughs> that. <laughs> Please do hit the subscribe button. Before the content, we've got some more shit to talk about. <laughs> take a second, take a photograph and a screenshot, share it on Instagram. And if you'd like us to start a new tradition, I'm thinking about starting Mint Sauce Sundays. Oh, uh, it's a new thing I'm going to do on Instagram. <laughs> Just let Can us know. Can it not be Mint Sauce Monday at least? Oh, that's a good idea. Take a photograph of this episode or a screenshot whatever share it on instagram tag us at rob and kennedy i have to say that because people think our name is robin kennedy like we're one person robin kennedy please welcome he sounds like a classical violinist doesn't he please welcome robin kennedy anyway um, (laughs) at rob and kennedy on instagram (laughs) do you know what i want to know i would love to know from our listeners what like sauces do you have for different stuff because i know somebody has ketchup with gravy on their sunday roast and that is not okay I think. Um, by the way, Rob, are you a um, mint sauce? Last week you were at mine for Sunday roast, and I brought and I whipped out the mint jelly. What did you think of mint jelly versus sauce? It's quite nice, just hard at the spread. The only mm. advantage of mint sauce is you can scatter it everywhere. You sort of drip it everywhere. You don't drip you? it everywhere. As mint sauce, you have to like dump on and then kind of spread which is unusual, yeah. to spread yeah. something onto onto um, mashed potato. It was like having mint jam, wasn't it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> would you have mint jam on, on, on toast? I absolutely would. Mate, that's going to happen next time I see you. Anyway, I want to talk about our sponsor. We've got a lovely sponsor making the show possible, and we're really, really grateful. Uh, so we thought we'd tell you why so many people are switching to Keep for their email marketing automation. You see, Rob and I have both been using Keep as our email marketing platform of choice for more than 12 years each. And between us, we've got four separate accounts because it allows you to manage your contacts, build amazing email automations, and run your whole email marketing and sales automation systems all under one roof and they've got a beautiful new user interface that's super intuitive they are sponsoring this episode of the email marketing show and to make that possible uh, we've actually done a, a special deal with them and that is to get you going even faster when you take just a free trial through our special link that i'll give you in a second you'll also get our subscriber re-engagement campaign and our Overcoming Sales Objections campaign that we call the Interrogator pre-installed and set up in your account, in your Keep account, along with a whole bunch of training on how to use them and use them and get them working even faster. To do that, all you need to do is take a free trial of Keep over at emailmarketingheroes.com slash keep. So go, please do support our sponsor. That helps us, that helps us support this show by going to emailmarketingheroes.com slash keep. Now, we're six minutes into this podcast, and you'd be forgiven, maybe, for thinking, uh, is this a, is this like a practical joke episode where they're just going to keep talking about the content they might reveal and then not reveal any content <laughs> at all? Like the never-ending question. Uh, and source. the truth is, we know, that, we know that our listeners don't just want to learn email marketing. They want to have their time wasted while they're... I mean, they want to have fun while they're doing it. And so that's why we'll continue with this nonsense. Uh, we've got loads of stuff we want to unpack in this really exciting episode. And then, this is cool, at the end of this, we're also going to give you a free video. In fact, I'm going to give you the video now. Why not? Because I'm a rebel. Mate, um, you've, w- you've waited six bloody minutes for this. Um, so we're going to get you to... Uh, we're going to t- tell you what we're going to tell you, and then we'll tell you about this free video. So the free video, which I'm going to tell you about now... Mate, this is a mess! <laughs> this is a mess! You wouldn't think we'd be doing this for years! <laughs> Um, so you can go and get the free video by going to emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash countdown. But I would recommend that you listen through this episode uh, for more of this nonsense and to find out sort of why this is really important. 
Yes, because some of this might um, be easy to see on screen. So, um, so we've been talking about deadlines. We've been talking about how you know, uh, you know, the offer closes on X date. Why? First of all, before we look at how to make them work and how to do them really ethically and how to do them effectively, let's look at why they actually work in that broader sense. Because I think a lot of people miss the point when it comes to running any kind of countdown, special offer, a sale, something like that, which has a deadline at the end of it. And that results in people thinking, well, I didn't get the number of sales that people say they get because they've, I used a countdown. I used, I had a deadline in place. And we've got to remember why it works. The psychological fundamental reason that deadlines work is because they appeal to the fact that we give people an absolute reason to act right now, to take this decision they might make someday and move it to the top of their list of priorities. Because if they do, if they move it from the top, they might miss out. And people hate missing out. We all hate missing out. Right. And so this, because they, because it puts it at the top of their list, because it makes it a thing they want to do now, it moves your offer from a someday decision to a decision that people have to prioritize. One of the things we've got to remember, of course, is that buying something requires you to decide that you want to buy it and then convince yourself that you want to buy it and then actually go through the process of buying it actually get your card out or log into PayPal and then find out that they've locked you out and they've sent you a code and you've got to go and find your phone because that's downstairs and get the code and put that in. You have to go through all the hassle of actually buying it. And so that's a, that's a lot more work than you might think. And this is the, like, if you ever want to go to, maybe you want to go and see a theater show, right? So you know, there's your favorite musical or your favorite band are coming to such and such a place in, you know, six months time. That's six months away. That's loads of time for you to think about it and find out, oh, who's who's going to come with me? You might end up spending ages going, I'll see if I can get a big group of us to go together. And that takes ages because you've got to sort of, you know, get everyone's diaries together. But actually, if there was just a reason to do it right now, then th- then you would jump on it. You'd actually grab those tickets immediately. And there's two reasons that you might do that right now. One of them might not be urgency, which is what deadlines give you. It might be because there's scarcity. So right. if you're, if somebody really famous, like such, you know, I can't even think anybody famous right now, but somebody like Rob, Robert Temple, the hypnotist, somebody really, really famous exactly. like that was, was, was going on tour. And you found out the tickets were going to be out. You're going to be out and you know, they're going to sell out. Like I'll give you an example. In the summer, I'm going to see Elton John in his farewell tour, which seems to have gone on for about 10 years but anyway um i'm going to see that but i bought tickets as soon as they went on sale why because i know they're going to sell out that's a reason to act now because if i don't act now i'm going to miss out another reason another way of getting people to believe and see that they're going to miss out is by saying because they're going to go off sale and, and you can do that a whole bunch of ways but the really important thing here is they have to believe you if they don't believe you this kind of thing completely falls over. Give an example. There is a very famous marketer in our world who we know, and I must have seen a pro- at least four, maybe a lot more. It could be as many as 10 emails that say, I've extended the discount for 24 hours. For at least four days now, this guy has been extending that. What does that mean? I've got absolutely no reason to buy now. None whatsoever. Because I reckon if I just wait another year, 
I'll probably get a discount at some point as well. So I just don't believe him. And that means I can't act now. I've got no reason to act now. That was very Victor Meldrew of you. I just don't believe him. If anyone's seen that TV show, that's what you sounded like then. You sound like a grumpy old man. Um, so, Because um, we've said here that you want to do deadlines well and ethically. That's what this episode's about. So Kennedy's just touched on the fact that that, but, you know, extending the deadline by another 24 hours, then another 24 hours, that's not doing it well. And we know that because it's put Kennedy off buying a thing that he otherwise might have considered uh, and pushing it down the line. So it's doing the opposite of what a deadline should do. It's actually causing him to push it further away but the second bit is ethically every time you say this offer closes and we've talked about this before but every time this uh, f offer closes if you say that and then you extend it again well that's really unfair on all the people who maybe i mean at the end of the day maybe spent money they couldn't afford to spend because they you know they bought it because they wanted it now and paydays tomorrow well, they shifted the priority. They maybe had that that money assigned in their head to something else, and because they were going to get a deal, they might have shifted priority. I mean, it's it's just bullshit, isn't you've, it? You've got to remember, it's uh, people's emotional attachment to cash and how they spend it is really important, and that's it was really important to them. I mean, and so that means that you have to respect that. If you go back to episode ninety one of this podcast, you'll find that we have the episode that's about how to say no to extending an offer right so if a, if an offer runs out and somebody gets in touch with you and says oh can i can i can i extend it then you can obviously you want to listen to that about how you politely say politely but firmly say no totally totally so the first thing so that first point is that these things fall over if they don't believe you and if they don't believe you and you keep extending that way you you actually have lost the right to use and actually the point in even using the deadline in the first place because the you're trying to drive sales by having a deadline so therefore you've got to have the deadline it's got to be there right the second thing is the second reason these things can fall over and this one happens way more than you might think because you, you we talk about this a lot but you might think you're being really clear but if your audience if your subscribers are not completely crystal clear and very aware about the deadline itself when is the deadline the exact day and time then it's going to fall over if they're not completely clear that on tuesday the 1st of july at 10 p.m uk time that is 5 p.m eastern time this offer is over you haven't created the deadline you haven't engaged that rush that urgency to get in before that closes and so if they're not clear and how do you do that one is you make sure that on the page where the the, the deadline is you have it there secondly maybe you have a countdown timer thirdly make sure that you have emails that lead up to that hey there's only it finishes today finishes this afternoon it closes in an hour make sure you're very clear about communicating the actual deadline Next, you want to make sure that you've got a really good logical reason for the deadline. Again, this is something we talk about a lot with our members in the hotline calls in the league, is there's no point in saying this expires on Monday at 11pm if that's a relatively arbitrary date. If you've just plucked a date and time out and said that's when the offer closes, why? Because that's when I decided. That's the date that popped into my head with little thought or, or energy put into it. So for example, this is one of the things, and you can just engineer this for almost everything. The reason why the, the why this deadline is here is because it's 
fixed to a particular time of the year. Like it's a Black Friday deal and it expires on Cyber Monday or expires on Black Friday, something like that. Or because there's a live class element to this, that's on Tuesday and therefore I have to close this on Monday so that I've got time to get everything ready. You have to be able to say, and this is the magical word because, you have to be able to say, this is closing here because... And then the thing, and truthfully, I mean, there's loads of science behind this, but you can almost say anything after the because and it'll be fine. However, for the purposes of good marketing and ethical and uh, and doing marketing well, we want to make sure it's a good logical reason. So you've got to buy before 10 p.m. on Monday the 3rd because the class is happening on Tuesday and blah, 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 blah. And that instantly drops their guard and helps them understand why that deadline is there and why it's there to benefit them. Yeah, Professor Robert Cialdini talks about in his book, Influence, the Psychology of Persuasion, the importance of this word because and how powerful it is. And that because you, there does need to be a reason. And that reason, like Rob said, could be, could be one of those timely things. But it could be because it's a new member discount, a new subscriber discount. It could be because I'm only doing a four-day four discount. Well, the reason it ends in four days is because it's a four-day discount, right? right? And you're telling people that and you're standing by it. The next important thing, because people are smart these days, we're all smart people, we know technology and that, is these things fall over if people believe they can find a way around it. And that might be, like I mentioned earlier in the episode, about, well, if I wait a few more days, I'll get another offer for that discount anyway. That might be that. It might be to do with, I don't trust the ethics of that person. Or it might be that, hey, if I, I think if I just get in touch, I'll get the discount anyway. This happened with us. We said, uh, hi, yeah, we missed that discount, but uh, we really, we really want to get it. Can we have it? And this was like a month or so after it had expired. And they went, yeah. And I thought, oh, well, next time, of course, they say I've got a discount ending. Am I going to rush to buy it? Probably not, because I know if I just get in touch, I'll probably be able to acknowledge and get that discount. And the other way of, of getting around it might be a technical way. If you get to a page and you realize there's a big countdown timer on and you say, oh, an offer expires, you go, I wonder if I just refresh that page, if that countdown timer just starts over again so I can basically do it whenever. Guess what I've just done? I've just completely eradicated the exact marketing methodology we're trying to use just by having a simple big technology like that. And I've seen countdown timers with, you know, it's got the date and time in like the URL bar and somebody just glances up and sees that and they go up, oh, I'll just change that then. And sure enough, they've just extended their deadline. You know, there's, you know, there's obviously countdown timer software and stuff out there that's designed to do this kind of thing. But you have to be careful because a lot of the time, again, as Kennedy said, people are getting clever these days. We sort of understand as users, not as technical people, because we're not technical people, but as users of the internet, we understand a lot more about it than we ever have before, generally speaking. And so you do want to make sure you've got something that's really watertight and can't be like circumnavigated somehow like that now the good news about this yeah i, I mean yeah you share you share the good you'd be the bringer of good news the arch angel the archangel robert temple in that case you got two bits of good news the first one is you get to listen to my voice for the next minute uh, but the, the, <laughs> the main good news the one i was going to tell you is that you can have and this is again comes down to an ethical bit but it's really important to talk about you can have evergreen deadlines that every subscriber goes through so what we've talked about up to this point sounds like we're only talking about fixed deadlines, like we're going to run it from this date to this date and everyone in our world is going to go through that same period. But what you can also do is have these evergreen deadlines. So somebody joins your list today and, you know, 10 days later, they go into a flash sale or a special offer that runs for four days, making all these numbers. Of course, you can change these to anything you want. 
And what that means is that they go through their own deadline. It creates a unique deadline for them. So they come into your list today and in four days time, an offer is going to expire. A new subscriber offer is going to expire. It creates a date for them. That's four days from today. It links it to their email address and gives, puts special links into the emails, which means that every time they click on a link to go and look at that offer, they're going to see deadlines to that date. They can't get around it. Even if they close down their computer, throw their computer out the window, drive to the shops, no, drive to the airport, get on a plane, fly across the world, get to somewhere else, buy a computer, get back on the plane, fly back across the world to a different part of the world, sit down, set their computer up, open their emails and click on the link. The deadline's still there. There's nothing they can do about it. They can't restart the computer. The only thing they could do there's nothing anyone can do about this, is they could go and subscribe with a new email address, but that doesn't happen all that often. What we're looking at here is individual people coming into your world and going through this process. And this is one of the techniques that we use to create loads of urgency with stuff that's open all the time. We've never closed the doors to our membership, The League. It's always open. But one of the ways that we create urgency is because we've got these campaigns going on. We've got a webinar that's automated. We've got our Golden Cloak campaign. We've got campaigns in the system that are running permanently like this, and people kind of can't get around that. And what's really important is you want to include these kind of countdowns. When people can see like, the clock ticking, you know, it's like we've all seen it in movies when you see the, the cartoon like little bomb ticking and, and Wiley Coyote's like going to throw it across uh, towards um, the Roadrunner and stuff. You've seen it like ticking by. That has this this tension. It, it, we, we all resonate with that. So if the countdown timer itself is, is really powerful, which it is, it shows people visually that time is counting down, the time to this ending is is nearing closer, then you want to include those countdown timers on the web pages that you're sending people to, but you also want to include them inside the emails themselves. And that is possible. That's been possible for a number of years to have those countdowns in the email. People open their email at the top of the email, the bottom of the email, the middle of the email. That countdown timer for their unique countdown is counting down. It means they don't even have to click to look at the sales page to see the countdown happening. That idea of the time is running out is happening for them on their phone as they're looking at their email or on their desktop computer as they're looking at that email. And the thing is, you can use these things for all kinds of stuff. You will always get a better result when using a really ethical countdown, a really ethical uh, deadline, a really ethical one of these uh, when you're doing things like discounts, if there's a sale on, if you're going to do a like pay what you want offer or a limited time bonus, uh, we often do that. Uh, or getting people to register for like automated webinars, saying that the, the webinar, if you might have an automated webinar, they're great. But getting more people to register, we have them so that actually registration closes in X number of days. And they go, oh, that makes it feel a lot more like I have to register now. So it's not just directly for sending people to sales, but it's getting them to register for stuff that's automated as well. Now, I realize a lot of this might sound like, okay, that's great, but how do I do it? Don't worry, we're not going to leave you high and dry. We've put together a free video that we'd love you to go and check out. All you've got to do is head over to emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash countdown. And that's where you'll see this video. We'll walk you through how to do this, particularly with setting up these automated cool evergreen um countdown timers and stuff where everybody gets their own route through this path we'll show you how to do it just head over to uh, emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash countdown nice and easy let's get into this week's subject line of the week subject line of the week and what'll it be 
<laughs> this week it's I cheated, full stop, in brackets, confession. Loads of punctuation in this subject line. Again, uh, we've talked about this before, but negativity seems to sort of ring true uh, in terms of getting uh, higher engagement, that kind of thing. So the subject line was I cheated. And remember, we don't write our subject lines to get people to open the emails. We write subject lines that are designed to get people to open the email and then want to click and want to continue on. Um, and so that's why this subject line works so well, I think. People want to know, cheated at what? On who? On someone? With a thing? At something? They want to know what the thing is. So there's a load of curiosity. It's got an inherent negative connotation to it. And people like the idea of a bit of dirty gossip, a, a confession of some description. So this one got a really high click-through rate. It was taking them over to a little, um, a little thing they can use to cheat with something in their marketing and get results slightly faster. I love it. That's this week's subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. Thank you so much for listening to the show, the whole show this week. Um, I hope you enjoyed it and got a lot out of it. If you haven't already, make sure that you hit the subscribe button on your podcast player. We'll be back next week. We'll see you then.